0: Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk.
1: Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. This is the Behavior Edition, and my name is Lori Fass, and I am here live in the studio in Farmington, Connecticut, sitting here waiting for you to call in. If you were listening last hour to Law Talk with John Matulis, um, he was not here. He had a pre recorded show, and it's funny because it's sometimes hard to say uh, when I drive here. I always turn on the station so I can listen to John. And uh, as I was driving up, I just kind of assumed he was here. And I usually exchange greetings when I come in. And uh, when I came in, I saw the studio was dark. He was not here. So I know some. if I'm confused and I'm coming to the studio myself, I think sometimes it might be a little confusing to the listeners who um, aren't really sure if uh, this – at this time is something that you can call into or not. So I'm just telling you that right now I am here. You can call in, and the numbers to call into the show are one eight hundred nine six six W T I C, which is 800-966-9842, or eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. And uh, I always invite people to contact me off the air. I know it's not always convenient to get to a phone, or maybe you don't want to be on the radio, and I could understand that, I suppose. Uh, And if that's the case, and you want to get in touch with me, just check my website, Lori Fast Dog Training. You can get my business number as well as my email, and you can contact me that way, and I'd be happy to talk to you then. So anyway, getting started with today's show, I wanted to talk a little bit about looking ahead to Thanksgiving this week and... um it's something that uh, it has come up when I'm working with people privately. I had a lesson this morning, and we were discussing what one should do for Thanksgiving. And I know some people, uh, when they know they're going to have a big crowd of people and things are going to be really chaotic, will actually uh, put their dog someplace else, either in a boarding situation or have some other friend watch them just For the animal to be completely removed from the chaos. If you have a cat um, and the cat is particularly sensitive to those kinds of things, sometimes it's helpful to set up a room that's nice and comfy and quiet and uh, put your cat in there. And also, if you're concerned about if you have an escape artist cat, uh, some cats are. They're looking for opportunities to dart out the door. And if you have a lot of people coming and going and there's a lot of confusion, you might not even notice it. So under those circumstances, it might not be a bad idea uh, to put your dog or your cat into some kind of safe spot away from everybody. I think people have a tendency to think that, Uh, their pets, and particularly people with dogs, think that their pets want to be part of the action, want to be part of the celebration, and they feel bad uh, putting their animals away because they think they're shortchanging their animals on their holiday experience. And there are pets, dogs and cats, who are very comfortable with a lot of commotion and chaos And there are those that are not. And so it's your job to know which of those your pet is and to honor their personality in that way and not feel like you have to uh, include them in something that to them, their perception is not, oh, hey, great times, holidays, yay, but chaos, uncomfortable, I'd like to have my own special place, and I really don't want to be around all of this. So, you know... Kind of give some thought to what is your dog used to, what is your dog's tolerance level, uh, what is your cat used to, um, might they be likely to try and run out the door. And if you do need to put them away, don't feel bad about it. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, you might be doing them a tremendous favor. The other thing that um, comes up is... Uh, the the idea of giving your dog some sort of thanksgiving treat or you know part of the feast now if when i've made my own turkey i've always taken the giblets and the turkey neck and the liver, whatever whatever gross little bits are inside the turkey, and I put it into a pan, and I boil it down, and I make broth, and then I pick the uh, chicken off of the turkey neck, and um, I uh, put that aside for um, for the, for treats, and I cut it into little bits, and I, and I divide it up between my dogs and my cats, and so they get to have some nice broth and some what they think is delicious little giblets, which are not necessarily my favorite part, but uh, I always set aside something for them that I can give to them later so we have a caller and I'm gonna prioritize that and we'll get back to some thanksgiving ideas
0: and well and there's a podcast young girls' traffic killed cap
1: uh- oh, I think that was uh that wasn't what it was supposed to be so anyway, so we're gonna go back to um what I was talking about with uh, the Thanksgiving accommodations. I was saying that um, when I make my own turkey, I boil up the giblets. I have some separate um, stuff for my pets. Um, I'll often take pieces of turkey meat or plain um, sweet potatoes or plain potatoes or string beans or something like that. Uh, What you want to avoid is you don't want to give too much like for instance, um, turkey skin or things that are really fatty, like the gravy, or has too much add-ins or sugary goober—I don't know what. So, um, plain simple things that are part of your meal absolutely can be shar- shared with your pet. Uh, one of the the conversation that I was having this morning was that um, these particular people were very careful about not giving their dog people, food. And I was trying to make the point that really it, all we have is food. We have food that is good for, well, good for us, bad for us. And we have food that we give to our dogs, but food is food. Is it good food? Is it bad food? It, just because it's labeled for a dog, there's some pretty junky Uh, pet food out there. And so if you're giving good, healthy food to your pet, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, So it's a matter of what is it that you're giving them and also in what quantity. Because one of the things that happens, uh, especially if people are handing out little snacks all throughout the day, is that people lose track of what it is that they actually gave to their pet. And depending on the size of your pet, that might be significant. So uh, I remember I had a dinner guest, and um, he had a uh, a large breed dog, and his dog, uh, at a healthy weight, was about ninety pounds. And one of the dogs I had at the time was five pounds. So her entire food for the for all day was probably about three tablespoons of food. Uh, Three tablespoons of food for his dog would have been a quick bite, insignificant, no big deal. And I said to him, please stop giving, her name was Juanita, please stop feeding Juanita from the table. I mean, aside from the fact that she's begging, which, you know, when your dog is five pounds, you might not even notice they're begging, but he kept slipping her bits of food. And I'm sure he had no idea that he was giving as much as he was giving and he made her quite sick and she was throwing up. And I mean, it's probably better that she threw up to get rid of some of this stuff. But one of the things that I suggest that you do, and this isn't even a bad idea, if you're trying to control your dog's weight and your dog likes snacks and you like giving them snacks, is set aside what you're going to give them. So for Thanksgiving, you might set aside this is how much I'm going to give them for um, the meat, this is how much vegetable, and s- actually have your separate bowl rather than a- – Just keep giving them stuff throughout the day. And if you have your set-aside bowl of these are my special treats for my pets, you can even have it be something where they have leftovers too. But if you actually set it aside and then give it in one serving, it's going to be much easier to monitor. And then if you're doing it in that context, there's no reason why your pet can't enjoy some turkey meat or whatever it is you're having that's healthy for them. Um, And then sort of along the same lines that I was saying to you before uh, about the dinner guests that I had, I would suggest that you not necessarily believe that you're going to kind of know. There's always going to be somebody who's going to try and slip your pet some food or uh, do things that you ask them not to do. And people are notorious for just doing whatever they want. And People are often saying to me how disappointed and surprised they are when they tell somebody, please don't, um, you know, don't do this with my dog, don't feed them that, and they do it anyway. And so if you know there's going to be somebody around that's going to do that, that would be another reason to just simply remove your animal from the situation altogether. And, um, you know, I think it's just a matter of knowing what people are going to do, have some kind of an idea of what your pet's personality is like. But within moderation and with a little bit of planning, there's absolutely no reason at all that uh, you can't allow your pet to enjoy some of the festivity, food that you're having for thanksgiving so hopefully that's helpful and hopefully um you can all enjoy thanksgiving safely so i think we need to go to a break and we will be right back why sell it for a couple of bones when you can have the whole bake?
0: <laughs> hey charlie charlie look you hit the jackpot <laughs> at a boy charlie i'm proud of you charlie tell him oh you can't keep a good dog down no sir no you can't keep a good dog down i've seen pain and hurts that's right i've eaten dirt that's true it's
2: hard to buy but even i've been jilted by a skirt he lied. but look how i'm still around because <laughs> you can't keep
1: hello a good and dog welcome down. back to wtic's pet talk I'll be here until a little before 2 o'clock. And my name is Lori Fass. You're listening to the Behavior Edition of Pet Talk. I'm broadcasting live, and the lines are open, and I'm happy to take your calls. And if you'd like to call in, this is a good time to do it at 800-966-9842 or 860-522-9842. So the 800 number is 966-9842, and the 860 number is 522-9842. And right before the break, I was talking about how you could share your Thanksgiving festivities safely with your pets. And um, I hope many of you, do have a happy Thanksgiving and a happy Thanksgiving with your pets, and there's no reason you can't do it if you're putting a little planning into it and doing it in moderation. So we're going to kind of jump to a completely different topic now, and this is something that uh, seems to come up on a regular basis, and it's the topic of what's the difference between a dog's personality, or for that matter, a cat's personality, and just bad manners, bad behavior. And there's some kind of connection between these things. But uh, several years ago, because I've been, there was a period of time for about a year and a half that Pet Talk wasn't on the air at all. But I had a caller call in and tell me that Labrador's And golden retrievers are happy, jolly dogs who jump all around and they act all crazy and that's their personality and you can't train them to do anything other than that because that's just how they are. And usually if somebody tells me something that I consider a little bit crazy or not right or um, just bad information, I'm I'm usually pretty patient because after all, that is pretty much my job to – teach people. And uh, if everybody already knew what they were supposed to know, I wouldn't have a career. Uh, But for some reason or another, when he said this to me, I actually, it actually got me upset. And part of the reason it got me upset was because I had just gotten done speaking about how uh, people having preconceived notions about knowing how to handle situations and then not learning something new uh, is going to impede their ability to control situations. Um, So – but it does seem to come up both in a way where people are unwilling to try to curb a particular behavior that's gone a little bad uh, and also it kind of of comes up in the opposite way where indeed the dog is just being themselves and it is just their personality and uh, people are trying to control things that – Honestly, your pet is just being a pet. There are behaviors that if you have an animal, you're going to kind of have to expect they're going to do. So an example might be, for example, barking. I don't think it's reasonable to say that you're going to have a dog never bark. That would be kind of ridiculous any more than you would say you're going to have a cat that's never going to meow. (laughs) And cats can be demanding and and. a a nuisance with excessive meowing when there really isn't anything wrong and it's just attention-seeking behavior. And there's a lot that can go wrong with dogs being inappropriate. But if your goal is you don't want to hear a single solitary peep out of your animal, well, that's ridiculous. But I have had people tell me that, uh, well, in one case somebody told me, and I don't know if this, this is really true or not, but they were, they told me that they were instructed to set a goal that their dog never bark, ever. And I said, well, not only is that unrealistic, it's also undesirable. Um, I want to know if somebody's trying to break into my house. I'm happy to know when I get a package delivered. So there's a lot of these behaviors that there's kind of a thin line between what is Uh, a dog or a cat's personality, what is normal, what should be tolerated, what you just kind of have to go along with because that's just part of having a pet. And when is what they have really is a, it really starts to become a problem. And the fact of the matter is, is that there is no bad behavior that doesn't have some kind of basis in personality. Uh, Bad behaviors don't spring out from complete blank slate. So all animals have a tendency to have certain types of problems that others will not. So, um, you know, if if an animal is leaning towards one way or another, you're going to tend to see certain things manifest in a way that you might not see with another animal. So, you know, there are some animals that just, well, dogs, they're just never going to really chew things up because they're not interested. Um, And other animals are extremely destructive because that is part of their personality, (laughs) but that doesn't mean that uh, you have to just let them do it because it's part of their personality so I was thinking that um, we're coming up on a break here I was thinking that when we came back from the break I would give some examples of what things um, would be good manifestations or normal manifestations of personality and what things uh, where it's just that same trait has gone way too far so anyway that's what we're going to talk about after the break and we will be right back
2: he never tells me that he's sick of this house He never says, why don't you get off that couch He don't cost me nothing when he wants to go out I want you to love me like my dog He never
1: says I need a Hello, welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. This is the Behavior Edition with Lori Fass and I'm here live in the studio. I have Cheryl on hold and she's been very patient waiting on hold so we're going to get to her in a second. Uh, I'm here for another 20 minutes so if you want to call in uh, you still have a chance at 1-800-966- 9842 or 860- 522-9842. And let me see if I can help Cheryl.
2: Hi, Cheryl. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for being so patient. Oh, no problem. Patience is my middle name. <laughs> okay, well, that's good.
1: <laughs> so what, what's going on with
2: you? Okay, I have three dogs, three little, little 13, 14 pounders. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, one of them, Nut, she's a Maltese Bichon. She will constantly whine. Wine, wine, wine. Okay. I don't know why. But what she's been doing, and she's been doing it for a while, is just licking furniture. It has to be cloth. We just got a new couch, and it's a fabric couch, and she's already licked a hole. Oh, dear. Through. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she will lick pants. She will lick, I mean, but. Well, let like me ask you a
1: question. Does she sure. have any um history of any kind of stomach upsets or anything like that? Mm, nope nope, so she's got she doesn't have any sort of um throwing up or any sort of funny intermittent poop or anything
2: like that. No, she's our tough one. okay, she's right. a tough one that will okay now, is it possible now we're trying to get them take them away from treats bought in a store. So I'm giving them carrots. I just started, we did it one time before and then we stopped it because other people started giving them regular dog treats from the store. Could it be that it's like, this is what I'm going to do to you because you're not giving me treats?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I, it could <laughs> be, I,
2: it could be, this is what
1: I'm doing because I don't have treats, not due to you. It's like, you know, if you if you have some habit that you're used to whatever it might be to, you know, mm-hmm. watching too much TV, biting your nails, I don't know, whatever it is. Right. And then all of a sudden you're not doing it. It's going to make you more anxious. anxious um, yeah. And so dogs, just like people, get used to certain things. And then if you right. take it away, then they are going to try and substitute something else to try and fill that that in. Mm-hmm. So, in that sense, it's it's possible. So, are you saying that um, she's she used to get more when, when she was getting the the um,
2: dog biscuits, the treats? She was doing it less. Um, she was doing just about the same, but now she's attacking the couch.
1: Okay. Well, you know, I mean, I think it's probably just sort of a nervous habit. And mm-hmm. uh, have you ever tried to spray the couch with um, bitter apple? Oh, yes. And what happens when you do that?
2: She'll still lick it. She'll look at me like, huh? -huh. (laughs) Well, does she
1: she lick another spot or does she lick right where you... She'll lick
2: the whole couch, top of the couch. But there's one spot that, you know, when we're watching TV or whatever it is, she'll sit there and I'll put a blanket over it and she'll lick the blanket.
1: Well, I mean, if if you're using Bitter Apple, it usually works on the spot that you sprayed it if you spray enough for that moment. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, I mean, sometimes, like you said, okay, you put a blanket on there, she licks the blanket. If she's damaging the couch. She is. All right. Well, then, so let her lick the blanket. Or, you know, that they make, I don't,
2: pardon me? I mean, that'll be fine. I mean, I don't want her to, I don't want her to get, okay, years ago, she's what, seven, eight years old. Years ago, she was licking my daughter's pants, chewing them, Mm -hmm. chewing the legs, chewing, chewing them. Yep. And the doctor said, just, you know, keep the clothes away from her and all that. But now she is destroying furniture. (laughs) Well, you
1: know, I mean, it could be a lot of different things. Very often when dogs do that, they have some sort of digestive problem. That's why I asked you that question. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am a big advocate for deworming dogs on a regular basis, whether their stool samples are negative or positive, just because Mm -hmm. they're notoriously um, negative when in fact they are positive. And so, you know, I I usually will panicure a couple times a year, just, you know, do Mm -hmm. it, repeat it in two weeks and in some cases, that helps. I'm not going to say that it absolutely would help, but it, it's not going to hurt. Um, Then the other thing is, have you ever seen those pads that they're made out of like a plasticky thing and you smear peanut butter or other stuff on it and it's designed for dogs to lick?
2: hmm
1: Have you ever tried those? Oh, yes. Does she like those?
2: No. No, she'd rather, she'd rather <laughs> the material. I okay. want my material. I mean, I'm thinking it's like a baby with a, like a pacifier or some baby's chunk. Yeah, yeah. My son just sit on the corner of his of older, sit on the corner of his um, jacket. Well, you know, one what, what of the
1: things that I was talking about earlier, and you might have heard me say this, what's part of a dog's personality? When does their personality start becoming a problem? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the question is is, is, is it hurting her? Is it causing her to ingest things that are dangerous? Um, is she damaging your stuff? The answer there is yes. Okay, she's damaging your stuff. So we might want to address it from the point of view of what can we do to she doesn't seem to be, it doesn't seem to be hurting her. But what mm-hmm. can we do to make it so she doesn't damage your stuff? Well, if she's licking a blanket and, she, and it's a blanket you don't care about that much, so what? Okay. You All know, right. and okay. so as long as she's not hurt by it, um, you know, that right. I, I don't know that I would necessarily care. One of my dogs likes to lick, lick the pole of a lamp. She'll on this edge of the couch and she'll go and she'll lick the lamp and I don't know what it is with the lamp but she's not hurting the lamp and so mm-hmm. it's like okay that's a little weird but you know if you want to okay. lick the lamp I really don't care so okay. you know I mean you could really start to over analyze this and yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing yeah mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. is it is it hurting anybody is it damaging anything and those are the things we want to really focus on and then try to prevent those things and it's probably at least in part just like a nervous habit
2: okay what would you suggest like i said i'm trying to get them away from treats from the store what would you suggest i give them as a treat well are you when i make the peanut butter cookies and stuff or i make a banana cookie they don't eat it okay well
1: what kind of food do they eat
2: um they're on from Okay, so do
1: you not want to give them treats from the store because you don't want to uh, spend the money on it, or you don't like the ingredients, or
2: one of my dogs has was just diagnosed with kidney disease. We lost one with kidney disease already last Uh year, so I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'm so confused. Okay, I mean, because there's a lot of options, and and, you know, uh, you can tell me. Tell me.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, my different dogs like different things. All right, Mm -hmm. Uh, I have four dogs. Two of my dogs like lettuce they like um, carrots they like any kind of fruit or vegetable
2: Mm -hmm. Um, I have
1: other dogs I'll give them a piece of lettuce and they'll spit it at me like I'm an idiot Mm -hmm. Um, so you know and then if you go online there's all sorts of recipes for making uh, different things there's different quality treats some are better than others Mm -hmm. Um, so you know if you're giving a treat obviously you're giving it Hopefully that your dogs going to enjoy the treat and want to chew on it um, Mm -hmm. or or eat it. So, you know, um, I I think to me, if I'm giving store-bought treats, my main priority is going to be, is this a good quality treat? And also I was talking earlier about sometimes people inadvertently feed too much, which is why I kind of put things aside. If your dog likes their regular food, their regular kibble, you could even partially feed them their kibble, and then feed the rest of it throughout the day as a treat.
2: Okay. All right. I'll try that. I'll try that. Now, one more question. Okay. When a dog starts to, like, whimper at night for unknown reasons, just sit there and, oh, 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 and it's just a constant... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well it, again it, my it Yorkie my, my, um, Bichon Peanut does that and she's constantly just crying and crying I look at her what's your problem I gotta work in the morning
1: well again it, you know it's so hard to say because sometimes yeah. dogs really are uncomfortable uh, particularly at night if they have a stomach problem like a, yeah. um, you know some dogs have like an acid reflux problem and that's why I mm-hmm. asked you if there's anything like that that they might okay. have Um Sometimes if they eat something that doesn't agree with them, maybe you might want to think about not feeding them too soon before bed. Or sometimes it's the opposite, which especially with little tiny dogs, Mm -hmm. uh, they actually need to have lots of little feedings throughout the day and they're actually hungry. Um, Sometimes it's just that they're antsy and maybe they would sleep better if they had more exercise during the day. So, you know, it, it could be, you know, it could be lots of different reasons. Okay. And dogs right. and and there are things that you can give dogs dogs can have melatonin just make sure there's not, you know, xylitol or some other weird mm-hmm. thing in there. And there are calming chews and various different things that people have given their dogs and so I've gotten some positive feedback from that so on my website i have a link to a place called only natural pets and they have okay. a lot of different natural remedies and you might want to try some of those and see if. okay well go go ear. on the website look at only okay. natural pets or just look up only natural pets and look up different calming options and try oh. some of those
2: thank you very much i appreciate it happy thanksgiving okay to you, same to you take care yeah. bye-bye. bye-bye
1: okay um, i think we need to go to another break um, before i talk to carol so we'll be right back, and Carol, if you're patient, I'll get right to you.
0: Pet Talk is back now, Saturdays at one on WTIC News Talk 1080.
2: Chihuahua, 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 Chihuahua. Chihuahua.
1: Hello, and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. This is the Behavior Edition with Lori Fass, and next week will be the Veterinary Edition with Dr. Andrea Dennis. So you might want to think about what kind of uh, medical questions and save them up for next week and um, call in. So let me get to Carol, because she's been waiting very patiently here.
0: Hi, Carol. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well and hope to get some ideas, assistance, advice from you.
1: I'll do my very best. What can I do for you?
0: I have uh, four cats from two different rescue groups, um, two are eight-year-old sisters, and I have a uh, five-year-old brother-sister pair. From the start, my five-year-old female uh, won't eat if anybody else feeds her. And it hasn't been a problem, per se, because I haven't done any extended trips, but this spring... I'm hoping to do, you know, go on a, an extended vacation where I would need to um, hire a pet sitter. And she she will not eat. She will, like, not eat. And I'm worried about going away. For okay, an-
1: well, let me her. understand what you're saying. When you say feed her, does that mean you, you? she sees you put the food bowl down and then she comes over and eats the food?
0: Yes, but she will only do that for me since the beginning for five years. She will not do it if anybody else feeds her You know, all four cats have their own bowls in separate parts of the kitchen. Nobody fights over their food. You know, it's an established routine, but if anybody else sees her and I'm not there, she will not eat.
1: Okay, and is she not eating because she doesn't like other people being around or because she's expecting you to give her the food, or what's the routine with that?
0: I think it's because she's a very shy cat to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. if I do have visitors over. They'll only claim that I have three cats, not four. They don't believe me that I have four cats.
1: Okay. Well, now, the the her you said she has a brother. Yes. Okay. And so are they eating wet food? Yes, Okay, if you put wet food down and uh let's say hypothetically, she was in a room with her brother and you put and somebody else put two bowls of wet food down and she didn't eat it, would her brother eat her food? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> all right, and do they ever get dry food or is it always wet food?
0: I always give wet because one of my eight year old um, females has um, diabetes, and I was told to switch way back. She um, okay. got diabetes when she was three. So and they
1: when you're week. planning on going, how uh, how long are you intending to be gone for?
0: Um, I would say a week.
1: Okay. And will y- some cats prefer dry food. Would you say that your five-year-olds like dry food or not like dry food?
0: I think they'd eat pretty much anything. And I had thought of keeping this, uh, my five-year-old female locked in a room with her own litter box and just have somebody in her own water dish and have somebody just putting in, you know, uh, plates of food for, like, you know, 14. They get fed twice a day, so seven days would make 14 plates of food. But then she wouldn't be around the other three cats for a week.
1: Well, what would happen if she was just with her brother?
0: Just the two of them in a room? Mm-hmm. Um, he I'm afraid he'd eat her food,
1: well, that's why I'm saying maybe if you oh, had yeah. dry food, okay, and uh, you know some cats are on self feeding, and some cats will just like eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. but I'm just saying if you had dry food, if they had it and they like it, well, maybe for a week the brother might be getting like really a lot of food but she you know offer the okay. offer the canned food the same way you would but if the dry food is there all the time you know she might nibble on it throughout the day
0: right but i'd have to keep them in a separate room so you're separate saying- from the
1: 8 year olds
0: Okay, so keep them in the separate room. Okay, I hadn't thought of that. Thank you.
1: Yeah, Or you can do it the other way around. The 8-year-olds are in their separate area. So so basically we're segregating the food, the 8-year-olds and the 5-year-olds. And right. we're, we're okay. offering some dry food in there with the 5-year-olds, but we don't want the 8-year-olds to get it.
0: <laughs> okay? Right, that's great. I hadn't thought of the dry food aspect for them. Thank you so much. Yeah, i try that. So. Thank you. Okay, is that it? That is it. Okay.
1: Well, hopefully that'll work, and uh, maybe the um, the brother will be hitting the jackpot. But uh, <laughs>
0: hopefully, but she'll have something there for herself. So, yeah. so try that,
1: and hopefully that'll that'll work out for you. Thank you. Okay. Well, hopefully you'll have a nice vacation. <laughs> hey, me too. Bye. Okay. Take care. Okay. So we're gonna start wrapping up this edition of Pet Talk. Uh, if you want to call in right now five two two nine eight four two eight six zero five two two nine eight four two eight hundred nine six six nine eight four two I can talk to you, but I'm here for just like another four minutes or so, and if you want to talk to me off the air. Um, You can contact me through my website, which is LoriFastDogTraining.com, and you can contact me through my business phone number or um, my email address. And sometimes when I tell people that they can contact me by phone, people get confused and think that the number that I'm giving out on the air is my business number, which it is not, (laughs) okay? This is the studio number. Uh, And when I'm here, you can call me here, but when I'm not here, if you call me Call that number, you're going to get somebody else. So maybe that might be okay with you, but just so you know. So earlier on, you know, earlier in the show, I was talking about uh, how to um, enjoy holidays with your pets and encouraging people to be a little conservative with what they give their pets. Plan ahead, um, offer treats, but in moderation, um, and keep everybody safe. Delegate dogs or cats to separate safe areas if need be. Um, and then I was also getting into the idea of what's the difference between uh, an animal's personality versus an actual problem. And uh, one of the callers, um, I think. Um, was it Cheryl? I think it was Cheryl. Cheryl had a dog that had excessive licking issues. And and one of the things that sometimes happens um, with licking or whining or any of that kind of stuff is it can be an animal is uncomfortable. And if that's the case, maybe you might want to talk to uh, Dr. Dennis next week, because certainly if dogs have parasites or they have acid reflux or they have some other thing going on, they're going to tend to lick things, uh, have trouble settling down at night, and it could indeed be some sort of physical medical problem um, that I think you always want to address, especially if it's something that um, you haven't experienced with your pet for most of their life and then all of a sudden it appears. That's a real red flag for, for a A physical problem rather than a behavior problem. But as I said before, too, that um, anything that an animal does is part of their nature and part of their personality. So the question is, has it gone too far? Has it morphed into something that is unacceptable? Uh, Where do you draw the line? What do you ignore? What do you intervene with? And uh, when I was talking to one of the earlier callers, I was saying one of the criteria is, is the pet hurting themselves? Are they hurting somebody else? Are they damaging things? And those are very important. Uh, concerns. And if the answer to those questions are no, then you know maybe it's tolerable. But you know, there's all, an awful lot of behaviors that I think maybe the next time I come in, I'm going to go through the list and try to narrow it down a little bit better. But that's all we have time for for this edition of Pet Talk. So tune in next week for the veterinary edition. And the week after that, I'll be back and have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening. Take care.